0: Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Boar. I'm Nikki. And I'm John. Wow, guys. It's been a while since we've had a regularly scheduled
2: Nerdy Show program. Uh, at least with me in it. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I came in here and uh, took over, what, was a month ago? or uh, However, <laughs> mid- however no, long mid- ago that clit. was. <laughs> Mid-November feels like a year. Uh, <laughs> it, it really does.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was at North Carolina Comic-Con. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. Um, we've got plenty of nerd news and discussions to share. But I guess um, before we do that, let's talk about what we've been doing. we got to catch up. It's been ages and ages. It feels like it's been ages. Forever.
2: It does feel like it's been
0: I, ages. Lots of traveling has happened uh, for, oh, yeah. for most of us, actually. Nikki, you went to BlizzCon.
3: Yeah, I got to go to California for the very first time. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, experienced, and then, let alone, it was BlizzCon. And I've been to so many different conventions before, but honestly, this has to be the best one I've ever experienced, ever. It seems but,
2: like it's on a different level from most it, conventions. It's
3: very... Hmm. I guess the best way to put it is like you go to things like Comic Con, Megacon, where there's like a huge shopping area, but then you also have like different like places you can go to and like panels. This wasn't really like that. There was like a main theater. I mean, it is,
0: it's a convention specifically for a gaming company, a singular yes, one gaming singu- company. Exactly.
3: And there's
2: kind of a high barrier to entry because it's not the cheapest convention to go Every to. Every
3: single human being in that building has something in common with you. Because you're all there for the exact same reason. Right. You play Blizzard games. You're not wandering
2: in the halls and being like, I have no idea what anime that's from. Right? (laughs)
3: Like, who are you? Like, like, it's very... Oh, you
2: mashed up three characters I've never heard of? Cool.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was honestly, it was truly amazing. I never felt anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that before. Where usually I go to a convention, I have my group of friends, I might meet one or two people at the convention, but that's about it. Here, every place I went to, we sparked conversations with people and ended up having like a little group in those spots. Hey, you ever
2: hear of StarCraft? What's that?
3: <laughs> what? what is, what in the world? But yeah, what was really cool is like, even though it was BlizzCon and it was the 10th BlizzCon. And so they were making a big deal about that. You know, they were also having their world championships there, like the is that world, that world champion.
2: championships for all.
0: Any Every games?
3: single one of I their games. I know saw
2: Overwatch and World of Warcraft. They had like a PvP tournament, and they probably had some sort of a StarCraft Korean-dominated tournament. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, yeah, StarCraft. That it so was great. Korea versus Korea. Yeah, I'm sure. I, like, it wasn't even a world championship. It was just Korea.
2: No, they, <laughs> they fill up stadiums over there full of people it, watching StarCraft players, so um, I, I imagine... Given that the level of enthusiasm we don't we just don't have people that strive for that over here. <laughs>
3: it was just so cool. like I wish I could like feed you guys mind images of what the inside of this place looked like because it was so awesome and um, where were
0: you for starters? what city was this in
3: um it took place. In Anaheim. Okay. Um, I think it was Anaheim.
0: At the Anaheim Convention Center across from Walt Disneyland?
3: Exactly, yes. Okay, yes, that's, yes, where, yes. Um,
0: that's where uh, Star Wars Celebration was a year ago. Really? Yeah.
3: Okay, that's which, awesome. Which
0: is, much like BlizzCon, uh, a great show because you have something in common with everybody there. Yeah, it's, it's a, I like Star Wars. I like shows like that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, do you know the big dome building that yeah. they have? That's where the StarCraft arena wow. was in holy shit
0: like i guess for perspective my people language, but... uh part on, on nerdy show this is an uncensored <laughs> oh. program We <You> know that <laughs> sorry i forget <laughs> the fuck um, are you thinking <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah to, for perspective it's like this is the kind of um venue where you might see uh a a very very prominent band or performer play
3: mm-hmm. oh and we had a uh, weird owl
0: what we, yeah, weird Owl weird the uh, show. He did the, the close.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, and then okay. So I don't know if I got to tell. Are you guys? Um, uh, blah 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 blah.
2: I am very one um, hundred You're a, a huge yes. fan of that, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I am down with that every Game of night. Thrones.
3: jeez. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Hodor. DJ yeah. Hodor.
0: <laughs> I've I've heard that the guy who plays Hodor is a DJ. Yeah, yeah. he did he, a big but, party yeah. that night. Cool. And so
3: I got to like walk outside of the hotel we were staying at. And then all of a sudden there's DJ Hodor just like laying down I was just I didn't even understand what I walked outside into (laughs) before I even got to the convention, you know. It took a
2: while for your mind to wrap around what was happening.
3: (laughs) It really was mind blowing. But
2: I've heard he's quite good. Like he's he's genuinely very good DJ.
3: Yeah, I've actually heard mixed review because like when I saw him and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's a DJ," but I hear he sucks. Like everybody was telling me he sucks, but then I was there and I really enjoyed the music he was playing. So I was just like, "I don't think he sucks, but I don't know what."
2: Uh, everybody do. has their own weird little musical tastes, and, yeah. You know, maybe and some of my friends don't even get electronic really into music, one so. specific genre of music or something. And they're Like, oh, he doesn't fully understand this genre, and you know, as they push their glasses up, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know with music fans, you know, for sure. As long as you had fun, that's what matters.
3: Yep. And uh, you got to ch- try out like a bunch of different characters. No, I
2: did not. I wasn't there.
3: Shush. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, You're just going to make me feel guilty for the rest of my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she didn't take me with her.
3: I know. Now I keep
0: giving I'm her folks, shit folks, folks who were there got to, yes. got to try out different characters. And- for
3: all the different games, they pretty oh. much had something new for you to try out. Like um, with the Overwatch game, you got to try the new character uh, Sombra, mm-hmm. which now anybody can play. But at the time, it was just just announced so
0: and they pulled out some retro class for diablo right yeah um necromancer the necromancer
2: did they have that playable
3: yeah yeah if you went to the diablo area i
2: imagine it was probably like playing diablo 2 with an updated graphics (laughs) (laughs) well actually they're Uh, doing they're doing exactly that if i remember correctly they're 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 putting diablo Diablo 1 yeah uh, at least part of it into the diablo 3 engine yes
3: oh wow I don't know if I knew...
2: That's something they announced there, but maybe... You, Did they,
3: I know. didn't catch that. That one probably flew right over my head. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they had the Necromancer for Diablo, Sombra for Overwatch. Um, You can play Ragnaros and Varian, which Ragnaros now...
2: For Heroes of the Storm? Or, no,
3: Varian. You, yeah,
2: for Heroes of the Storm.
3: Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. Um, I think you can already play Apparently Varian. Apparently, after
2: they die in World of Warcraft, then they ascend they, they show to up. <laughs> oh, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's it's fascinating to me that that
0: that blizzard can sustain this that they i i mean nintendo could do this nintendo could do this even even bigger for than sure. blizzard could but Ooh. who else could do it I, not many people not no. many not many companies could do this kind of thing like because you're you're speaking a language here that that many I people know, listening listen, nintendo, might not even connect with they might no, not even sure. you know
2: if nintendo did it i feel like it would be really like bizarre because like the demographics would just be all over the oh, place sure for nintendo like, which is which is why you like, of have like three-year-old doing... kids showing up like ah, i like mario <laughs> you know and
0: that's why instead of doing it they're opening up you know nintendo land at universal studios instead of that uh, makes
2: probably more sense yeah
0: so. but they could do it financially they could do
2: it yeah they do have money yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i mean honestly to like wrap things out, I would say the other best things about this was the fact that even though they had a store where you could buy things online and then just go and pick things up, it uh-huh. really wasn't about the shopping. It was about going. They gave you a box. I don't know if that was specifically for just the 10-year anniversary of BlizzCon. But
0: you, you came in the studio tonight with this in this huge <laughs> box, like a, like a loot crate yes. full of exclusive stuff.
3: Just for having a BlizzCon ticket, just a regular BlizzCon ticket. You didn't have to be VIP or anything like that. Going in, we went a day ahead of time to get the box, so we weren't carrying around this thing all day. (laughs) But um, yeah, you got uh, a World of Warcraft um, uh, coaster. Coaster, thank you. (laughs) One side's Alliance, one side's uh, Horde. You got a Hearthstone microfiber cloth that has like cool images on both sides of it for whatever you're using. You got major league gaming bottle opener for if you for all drink. those
2: bottles that you need to yeah, open right? while you're major league know. gaming, obviously.
3: Yeah. You got a little <laughs> uh, antenna topper from Starcraft. That was a, um,
2: uh, oh, that's an antenna topper.
3: Yeah. And like an
2: antenna ball.
3: Yeah. I, it's an overseer, uh, antenna I, topper. Man, I but, don't
2: think I would put that outside my car. People well, would they also, probably right? steal that. <laughs>
3: for people who didn't want to do that, they have like a little bouncy yeah, thingy. I, that I could can can see putting it on, it on, on my else. desk. Right. Exactly. On, on top of that
2: spring. Suction cup thing you got there, but putting that on my car, no. <laughs> yeah, so they
3: had a bunch of like cool things, like these Diablo uh, D twenty dice set. Oh in this yeah, bag is pretty sweet. Yeah, and the, if they it's use the, uh,
2: the the original Diablo font for every single what, yeah, number. it's, it's really it's cool. It's a full
0: it's a full role playing set of dice, but I mean. Obviously, quite expensive because the entire thing was a custom etch job for the whole. F- we've we've made dice here. I know what a pain in the ass it is to do that.
3: <laughs> but then the, you know the ultimate was the custom Blizzard uh, Stein, not what? to be
2: confused with Jill Stein. It's a no. This is a drinking kind.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it has uh, ten epic ears on the side, and then it has all six game logos throughout, and even like etched in like there's metal accents all over it. Yeah, it's
0: it's a, it's an authentic Stein. It's like it's metal, it's clay, it's uh, premium quality. It's ludicrous that this just came complimentary with your ticket. Exactly. How much was your ticket?
3: How um, much does it cost
0: to go to this thing?
3: Okay, so technically, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go through three little things for you. <laughs> Technically, I think the um, the tickets only started at like $100, uh-huh. maybe $200 at the most. It's
2: <laughs> the jump,
0: okay? <laughs> the but
3: I don't think so. It I don't might think have been so. double what
2: I originally <laughs> said. I,
3: I thought they were 200 but I think that might have been the VIP. But then my roommate, he's saying it was like $100 a ticket. Uh-huh. But then um, because of the fact that they sold out within like the first hour or two, you know, like the first mm-hmm. day uh, that they went on sale, we ended up having to buy Hawked tickets so, oh so you got them secondhand so we got this is making up for the price okay. uh, that it actually <laughs> really was uh i think they were four hundred dollars ticket wow holy cow wow but for the 10-year anniversary blizzcon i mean it sounds like you had a
0: great time oh so. no
3: i it was definitely the most amazing thing i've experienced in a very long time if ever so cool. yeah well
0: Awesome. Yeah. Money well spent then.
3: Yeah, this right here I'd pay 100 bucks for. So. That,
0: that, that's, the, that's the stein that she's holding there.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> you should
2: have said it was the antenna topper. <laughs> You're right. That would have been good improv, but alas. Oh,
3: and did I tell you I got to uh, play a developer in Hearthstone, like a no. Hearthstone developer was there in the Hearthstone Tavern where you could go and play Hearthstone, <laughs> and right in the middle oh, you they had, had, to had... Play
2: against one. I was like, they let yeah. you uh, edit the code. There was like <laughs> a Last
3: Supper sized table, and you were sitting at the ends of them. You know, and yeah. uh, it was streamed. You had a laptop, and they were preset decks, and uh, they had a developer that you would have to like sit for hours and wait to get to challenge them. Uh, me, and my roommate did it. I lost. But I was so happy I still got to do it. And then he ended up I'm just actually happy beating I participated. him. Oh, yeah. yeah? He ended up beating him, but it was because he ran, the developer ran out of cards. Oh. And it <laughs> wow. ended up just taking all of his life till my roommate ended up winning. But that is still something to, like, hold on to. That game lasted probably an hour or so. Did
2: they swap out developers? I imagine that no. they would get kind of Uh,
3: they did, like, burned like, out after the, a while. Yeah, I think they spent, like, half the day. Like, I think overall, like, throughout the day, every time I went in, like, from one half to the other, there was a new developer, but gotcha, it was the never game. the same guy twice.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, man, that would be really <laughs> an endurance oh, test. Yeah, an yeah. endurance test, just playing this one game over and over and over hey, against Hirsten's random that people awesome, all though. day.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that was. I'm that glad was, they're passionate about it, though, or
2: getting paid well. One of the two. <laughs> How about you, John? What you been up to?
1: I've been I've been VRing. Oh, VR oh, yeah and elite dangerous yeah okay Ooh. so
0: um first of all you should probably tell everybody what elite dangerous is because if it wasn't for you i wouldn't know
1: oh my god it's like microsoft flight simulator <laughs> except for space
3: whoa
2: i think i might have briefly talked about elite dangerous at some point but it was very briefly and i think that my whole takeaway was holy shit it's hard to fly and i got a refund after about two hours because i couldn't figure out how to get away from the space station without crashing into <laughs>
3: everything now which vr do you have
2: He's got the vibe.
3: The, okay, cool. Yeah, I just recently got the PlayStation one. Uh,
0: how's, that, how's that working out for you?
3: Oh, it's freaking awesome. Um, yeah? If you ever get to play uh, Rush of Blood, play it. It's the scariest thing. What is that? It's a straight up virtual reality. It's almost like a carnival ride. And then there's like evil clowns at first. You think that's all you're going to get is like evil clowns, the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm not afraid of clowns. Boom, boom, boom. And then more, it just keeps getting more and more effed up as you play. And some of it has literally been like, I feel like I'm looking at shots from Nightmares I've legitimately have where I'm like, <laughs> no, I literally can't finish this one. You're taking over. I'm about to cry. So it's like a <laughs> is it a first person
0: shooter. How is my mom? Yeah, in pretty this? much.
3: Yeah. You got your uh, two little things. You can see your hands moving in front of you. It's all pretty legit. um But you we also my favorite thing is like being Batman. You can there's a game where you just what? Yeah, you can be Batman. You put on the suit. You don't really do much. Other than you like have to talk like this the whole time, you go down tunnels. That's the
2: experience.
0: You have yeah. to put on the
3: suit. It's awesome, I, and I do talk like that. You time. have to I'm put great.
2: on. You have to put on William the suit, <laughs> Virtually put on the suit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't forget to zip your bat fly. <laughs> Tweak your bat nipples.
0: See, I'm, I, I'm
3: loving all the new virtual reality stuff. So that's why I had to ask which one you had. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, John, how how the hell do you fly a spaceship using the HTC Vive controls? Is it like a stick? What is it?
3: No, 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 no. It's like, because
1: it's basically, uh, they made it for, of course, the Oculus and the Vive. Ah. So it's a seated experience. Um, I used to actually have a joystick, but it's been kind of weird broken and not quite functioning correctly. So um, I actually wound up using the keyboard, but... Yeah, no. Flying in a six DOF is kind of interesting. That's degrees of freedom.
0: I was just like, going to ask. Six degrees of freedom. Okay, so that's you can like
1: move in all three spatial axes and rotate in all three rotational axes. Yeah,
2: and let me tell you, it's annoying as hell,
1: <laughs> especially
2: yeah. on a keyboard and mouse. Like, holy shit! So, but
1: what's absolutely insane is, is if you go out like and get in a dogfight, you're having to steer in full six DOF, <laughs> like. The other guy is going to be doing it, so you also have to be able to turn and also like fire your other thrusters to like move around and reposition. I'm getting the that this is time.
0: extraordinarily difficult. That's that's <laughs> the vibe I'm getting here. Well, the good um, thing it, is, it really is, if is
1: incredible
2: you, if, if you purchase it on Steam? As long as you don't play play it for more than two hours, you can get a full refund. So. Huh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's with everything on Steam. So that's I that's honestly how didn't I know that. It. That's how I wound up not mess uh wasting money on Steam. That's this a boar pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> pro tip, get all your money back. <laughs> but but you dig it, John.
1: Well yeah, but like here's the whole thing. Like, as I said, flight simulator, right? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is is like you're steering normally with your mouse, right? Mm-hmm. but you also need to look around in the cockpit and so it creates this problem normally where they have like a toggle button to change to f- between your head control and the ship control and that's oh, like yeah, really i hated
2: that
0: that sounds terrible yeah but when you so have a helmet on not a problem When you got
1: a helmet on you can just freaking look around and if you're in like a fighter jet you have a full glass cockpit man you can freaking like you're in a dogfight. fight you just fucking look behind you yeah. You can see them. So you don't even have to like use your instruments quite the same way. I mean, obviously using your instruments Man. is still probably a pretty good idea. It shows you where everybody is around you, but like it's, it's just absolutely insane experience to be able to see everything in 3d, to see the ships, you know, just look up and over. Um, in fact, the only problem I've had is, and normally this isn't a problem, but in a dogfight, fight, it's horrible. Is like, if you uh, look to your left, it opens up a menu Oh. And then it kind of, like, overrides, like, a handful of, like, your WASD kind of commands. <laughs> so, um, that sounds but annoying. I'm sure if I, uh, you know, had a joystick, that wouldn't be a problem, because that would be obviously a dedicated thing, and I'd have the keyboard separate, and I'd probably not even notice that as being a thing.
0: Let's see, that kind of sounds like, um, I, it's a terrible book that I hate, but Ernest Cline's Armada, which is sort of, like uh last starfighter mashed up with a bunch of other movies um we did a recent episode about nerdy show book club if you're interested in finding out why i greatly dislike that book but they, it does in it describe <laughs> uh, a, a space sim video game that uh, it sounded like something i'd like to play and but, but very challenging and it and and using a vr headset as a core component of doing it um, and that yeah doing it doing it right <laughs> um, so i mean that does sound like a lot of fun
1: yeah, no, and like I said, though, I mean, there's like, you can go mining, you actually have to like blow off pieces of rock from asteroids and then actually manage to get it in your cargo hold, that like physically awesome. fly yeah, like- and scoop it. <laughs>
2: The, the best thing about that game is the level of detail in the uh-huh. game, and the worst thing about the game <laughs> is the, the level, level of, of detail.
1: detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's, like, very little game abstraction. You're doing everything. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to Where's the button to, to open the gear landing gear? And, you know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well,
2: uh, that, I have and, to make
1: my charts. Mm,
2: there's, like, a different button for, like, opening the landing gear compartment versus actually... R- putting the landing gear down like there's just a ridiculous amount of
1: well these days that is a toggle but you can also access it through (laughs) the menu system on the right that's the whole thing so normally it's like i have to like look right and then you know like navigate through the menus and access like the landing gear stuff
2: well how about you (laughs) Boar? what you been doing oh man i i i got back from like i think i took like a nine or ten day trip up uh back home to uh northern illinois Hmm. where i was born out in the middle of a cornfield getting back to my roots having thanksgiving with the family and you know i, I actually Did have not you shoot an animal i did not but uh there was a lot of talk from people that i know that uh they were out shooting animals so i wasn't <laughs> you know. i wasn't very disconnected from that but did you drink uh, some pop boar i did uh, i did get to see a gigantic <laughs> uh buck so i saw like a big old white-tailed deer with giant antlers uh, during one of my drives there so
3: was he the one who offered you the pop <laughs>
2: uh no he did not oh, no. he, he didn't like he probably would have he didn't pull out a, a popped
3: bo- out the a headlight bo- a bottle car. of
2: pop and then he like lowered his antlers and you just cracked it open on his antlers <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah,
3: exactly I, how i imagined it i
2: have been in soda country so long that when somebody asked me if i wanted a pop while I was while I was back there, is I was that, like, is that a new like, street drug? I was like, What?
3: <laughs> what? Oh <All> right. <laughs> what a pop. i like, are you about to punch me? Like I don't understand.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to get into conversations about soda versus pop all the time when I was still in my transitional phase when uh-huh. I would still say it occasionally <laughs> down here. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is people in uh, that say pop, they seem to not care what you call it. Like if you say, can I have a soda? They're like, yeah, whatever. But if you come from an area where it's you just say soda natively and somebody says pop, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? And and that, yeah, I experienced that a lot when I was still uh, coming out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just makes me
3: think of like uh, Dirty Pop from NSYNC. (laughs) Dirty Pop. Mm. I'm I'm just
2: glad glad that I don't don't, like that flavor that I don't come from a place (laughs) where they'd call everything Coke that that would drive me insane huh Mm. like what kind of Coke do you want uh Pepsi? Okay, we got that. You know, like that would drive me insane. I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> what kind of Coke do you want?
3: Oh, Sprite.
0: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, you're you're, you're you're looking for a Tootski over
0: there. Yeah,
3: Tootsie. <laughs> 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 if someone came up, what kind of Coke do I want? That would uh, probably. I, I'd be I, like, th- if I have it options, the they must be talking drugs. pure,
0: <laughs> not stepped on. <laughs> 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 I watch Miami Vice. That's why I know these things.
3: <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs>
2: Uh um but
0: I'm,
3: I'm I'm
2: glad to be back in uh soda country. Soda country, yeah. Got uh I got my fill of turkey and mm. and uh and family and whatnot. And uh and now we're here screwing around talking about uh you Woo. know, random crap that doesn't matter. Yeah, so hey. here here we go.
0: And uh if if, uh, if for some reason you still have the Thanksgiving spirit in you or you just like doing something super duper weird, you should check out our Thanksgiving special from last
2: week. Oh where- man, that was uh <laughs> I mean, I was here for the recording of the entire thing, but when I, I listened to it probably twice while I was gone and, uh, it, it even, it, it got me laughing and, and, and I was here and, and, and every now and then I was like wondering how the, fuck do we come up with this stuff and, and hopefully you know you go back and listen to that episode and, and like it even half as much as i do
0: <laughs> we, we start a little tradition this year which is uh every now and then we we dial through the multiverse and pick up alternate reality podcasts and radio signals for different weird shows and strange commercials and uh, uh we did it In April this year, I tell you what—it's
2: going to be a good old time. You go back there and listen to that, and uh... (laughs) and learn learn yourself something about
0: about the lizard uprising and how to defend yourself against the lizard uprising. They (laughs) they are uh, they have penetrated all levels of society, and uh, one
2: hundred percent of all of our multiverse episodes (laughs) are fantastic. I tell you what, (laughs) go listen to
0: them. (laughs) <laughs> so um this will have already happened by the time this episode comes out but uh the Rogue One tickets finally went on sale. Mm. Normally I we allocate all of our Star Wars conversations for State of the Empire the Star Wars speculation podcast we look for news in Alderon places. But um I I bring this up because I I've been I've been dying to get these goddamn tickets because it was such a fucking fight to get the <laughs> Force Awakens tickets last year. Um and they were just holding holding all these suckers for so long. I had a, I had a dream in the early mornings uh, morning hours uh, <laughs> about about being at a movie theater in line, in physically in line to buy tickets, um, and I don't have a lot of like details left over from it. But it was kind of fascinating because it was a s- sustained narrative. Every time that my my psyche drifted to some other tangential you know, dream space inside the dream. And this is, I don't recall this ever happening to me. Inside you lost the dream, your place and I,
2: had to imagine yourself further back in the line.
0: <laughs> but in, inside the dream, I woke up <laughs> having fallen asleep in the line. What? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That wow. is interesting. But, but that's was, like
2: shit that you see on, on TV, but never like actually happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, but it was also, it was, it was not, it was, it was not a boring line dream. Now, did all, you
2: notice that time was compressed like inception style? Uh, like did the dream seem like it lasted forever i mean yeah, yeah but also i was in line and lines last
0: forever especially mm-hmm. nerd lines mm-hmm. but there were people like cosplaying in the line and so on there was discussions that were happening i'd have someone save my space and i'd go over and i'd do something and have they you're gonna like this this movie theater that i was in they served pepsi blue <gasps> liquid gummy bears i was so excited to see ah. that again
2: that would be a good dream.
0: I need to have that dream <laughs> <laughs> I, you know i didn 't end up getting the tickets but uh, but i 've got to get them tonight. Oh boy, am I going to get them tonight um, <laughs> and otherwise um, perfect opportunity to bridge into North carolina comic con, which yeah. uh, we we talked about we were hyping it up for a long while it 's one of my favorite shows of the year um, it 's a little it 's a little con that 's grown to pretty substantial proportions most most uh, mostly because they for the past two years have, have roped in gerard way lead singer of my chemical romance uh to appear at the show because he's a comic writer now and a goddamn good one i've never listened to that band at all and i've never really had an inclination to but i like his comic books um dc has given him an entire uh sub imprint of their comics and uh all four series are out right now there's uh doom patrol cave carson has a cybernetic eye Mother Panic, which takes place in Gotham City, which is really cool. And, oh, what am I forgetting? What the hell am I forgetting? Oh, um, Shade the Changing Girl, which is a spectacular book. And all the, many of the people, the creators, the, the writers, the artists who do these books were there. Uh, I, I met a lot of them for the first time and had a fantastic time speaking with all of them. It's a cool show because it's, it's in Durham, North Carolina, which is a like tech oasis in in North Carolina. There's lots of startups there. It's full of really great culture and food. And it's in a hotel in the middle of downtown that has a a very good sized convention space, modest, but like enough to have a a nice, a nice snug little convention there that has a movie theater and an old historic like performance theater adjacent to it, physically connected to it. So when you get your ticket, you also get access to a film festival Ooh. in this case it was playing films selected by all the um personalities from young animal gerard way's imprint at dc so films that inspired their their books were playing all weekend long oh, wow. um and uh and then it's just it's surrounded by by great food then there's an old um, armory across the way where they hosted the uh the guardians of the gala big like uh cosplay Dance, which, which you hosted, which I was the the host of, yeah. Wow, the hostess with the mostest. We we hosted a a a, a dance off slash uh, costume contest to crown the king and queen, and in this case also prince of the ball because there was a n- literally knee high Deadpool there, who that kid's gonna grow up to be something. I don't know what it is, but he had some moves. He had oh, some nice. serious moves, and so I gave him a scepter. <laughs> nice. I gave him a plastic dollar store scepter because. Damn it, baby Deadpool. That's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and I hosted three panels. They were all um, a, a good time. Well, I hosted I hosted two panels and I was on a third panel. Um, I hosted uh, a panel about adaptation where I talked with Ramon Perez and Rob Venditti, comic writers and artists um both of whom have had their work adapted into major motion pictures or in ramon Perez's case he actually adapted an unused jim henson script um for a a wonderful graphic novel called a tale of sand which won a shit ton of awards a couple years back um really wonderful discussion with them about the process of like being being in the hollywood machine and working alongside that um talked to tommy lee edwards and uh john rivera to uh Artists and writers attached to uh, the Young Animal imprint about multimedia work because they are not just comic artists and writers, but they also do work for other stuff. Like uh, John Rivera is a storyboardist for the new adult swim series Dreamcore LLC, which, oh. it, if you haven't checked it out, is fan fucking Tastic. <laughs> it's super duper weird. Um, And uh, then I was also on a queer comics panel where me and some other folks talked about uh, what's good and bad about uh, queer representation in comic books. We had a great time that uh, we had to turn people away at the door. There was not enough room.
3: Oh, wow. Mm. I thought you were about to say for, like, bad reasons. No. I was like, what? No, it's it's, <laughs> a, a it's 2016, people. <laughs> it was on. a
0: thoroughly positive experience all good, across the good. board. And if you're a Patreon backer, you can hear those panels in their entirety. I recorded all of them, and you will you can listen
2: to all of them. Awesome. Um, and that's available even at the dollar level, isn't it? Uh, That's $5. $5. $5. Level. $5 okay, perk. so but, go to Patreon, get to the $5 level, and then you can hear all that bonus content.
0: Yeah, and that's that's... That's, but those are, they're all, they're all an hour long. So that's three hours of content in addition to the like hundreds of hours of other bonus content that there is available. That sounds worth $5 oh, or more. Oh, sure it sure does.
3: Take and, my money.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really excited to come back next year. Um, we are, me and the North Carolina Comic Con folks are already talking about it. So it was great. Uh, and also, I should also add the food in Durham is out of this world. I had a donut at Rise Donuts and Biscuits that blew my mind. It was, uh, pineapple, basil, and uh,
2: pistachio—a stuffed donut stuffed with ricotta. What? Wow, that sounds kind of awful, but at the same time, it sounds like I also might like it. It was incredible because <laughs> I like pineapple, basil. You lost me a little bit, but then the it's rest like of I it... like
3: all of these things. I just don't know if I like them all together. Yeah. It, it was
2: like an an
0: Italian was it a, donut. Was it a
2: sweetened ricotta, sort of like the inside of a? Yeah. But
0: also, Ooh, but, like a but, cannoli but but sav- cannoli Well, savory cannolis pretty, pretty overwhelmingly sweet. Sometimes yeah. this was savory enough to make it f- make you not feel, you know, gross for having eaten a giant donut just then. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
0: So yeah, um, it's great. And and Durham's also home to Moe Fest, and uh, so now I now I get to go to Durham twice a year. I'm thrilled. It's great. I love Durham. <laughs> get a Durham.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, and I also bought a shit ton of rare comic books there. Um, nice. But like weird indie stuff—that's my go-to con for for weird indie books, like stuff produced in the uh, '60s, '70s, and '80s. That uh, I-, I know a guy who gives me a good taste discount, and uh, I'm really grateful for that because <laughs> <laughs> they're expensive. Uh, right? So with th- we're just—we just—we just. We're just, we just- Thirty minutes in, we've only been talking about what we've been doing. It's been so long since we've done a proper show. So,
2: um, well, yeah, I mean, the multiverse episode, we recorded that like weeks before it actually was released. Yeah. So we've we've been kind of out of it. Ooh, yeah, lots lots of stuff to cover.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Nikki, you saw a movie I really want to see, Arrival, The Arrival. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, honestly, like I really loved it. I loved the interaction more for like the aliens. Okay, so I guess I should. Preface a little bit, well, yeah give us a, give don't us a plot I've never even a, heard
0: a, of a this spoiler movie. free okay. overview. this yeah. is this movie uh, I should add I should add it has really great cinematography from just judging from the trailers. Mm-hmm. This guy's going on the cinematographer that's going on to be cinematographer for the Han solo solo film, oh, uh, uh, wow, Han solo solo. Yep.
3: I didn't even know that that was a thing.
0: Oh, boy. And it's, oh it's a gosh. weird project because it's written, or it's not written and directed. It's just directed by Lord and Miller, the guys who did the Jump Street films and Lego movie. <laughs> Very
3: so nice, So yeah. figure
0: out how all these things fit together because I can't.
3: I <laughs> don't either. Well, um, okay. So basically, extraterrestrials have, or aliens, have come to Earth in 12 different spots. That's what we know. And basically, at this point, we are just trying to communicate with them to understand why they're here. We don't know why they're here. We don't know if they want to learn about us. They don't, we don't know if they want to start a war.
2: Are they humanoid?
3: Not.
2: <laughs> or are they like
3: blobs
2: or
0: insectoid? <laughs> I, 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 I don't get the wanna, impression that that's spoiler oriented. I
3: don't see the thing is is like I don't recall in well, the trailers if, now, like if they actually. Gave I was just you wondering
2: a, if they looked like people and they're just like you know.
3: Hey, we're. I, I don't know from the
2: trailers. I think I saw a tentacle mm-hmm.
0: or something. They're not. They're not people. Yeah. Okay, okay. They
3: look like tentacles. They are not tentacles, but they almost have.
2: Their, their penis,
0: technical
3: like <laughs> features. Anyways, <laughs> no, I, I'm. They're not humanoid. Okay. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. They're, they're not humanoid. They're hensi- they do monsters. not have okay. normal vocal cords. They cannot actually communicate with us in any shape, way, or form. That. But it
2: doesn't sound like they're rampaging around, just killing willy nilly either. Mm, if we're trying no. to communicate with them,
3: right? Exactly. Okay. They're here for a reason. We're trying to figure out why. There are ways of communicating with them, but we have to go out of our way to do so. Once we start figuring out why they're here, other things start making more sense that you didn't even realize was going to be a heavy Mm storyline. You thought it was just like a random, like, okay, cool background on these people. Good to know, like could have done without that information. But then once you go throughout the movie, you understand why they gave you that information. Gotcha. So I, it was beautiful. It was well-written. The acting was amazing. Visually, it, truly was great but there was that that side storyline that hap- that goes on is honestly pretty depressing there's lots mm-hmm. of feels throughout this movie i could have done without it then and i probably will do without it for the rest of my life i won't see it again
0: <laughs> but you don't have regrets right you you no, enjoyed like, it
3: it was a good movie. I just don't have the emotional equipment <laughs> to go through it again. So, all right. <laughs> that's all I'm going to leave you with right there. <laughs> 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 so, but I would definitely recommend it. If you if you like it, it's good, but don't go into it assuming it's going to be this hardcore sci-fi movie because even though there are lots of sci-fi elements, action elements, there's also lots of drama too that I felt like really took away from that mm. sci-fi that I was going for. You know that excitement, right? Where it was it was a very heavy movie. Huh. It was very heavy. The
0: premise sounds an awful lot like Arthur C. Clarke's childhood Childhood's End.
3: Mm, um and okay.
0: they earlier, like I think actually it was late last year, they uh sci-fi produced a a three part TV miniseries of mm. it, which I didn't like enough to watch past the first part. Really? Um, I, I
3: haven't heard of that one before, but I'll I'll have to look into that one.
0: I'm sure it's a good book, which I also haven't read. I like C- I like Arthur C. Clarke a lot, okay. um, but it, it, the the premise is the aliens come. We don't know what they're here for. There's just sort of hovering. We got to communicate with them. We don't know how. And then things spiral in a very different direction. But it sounds like the, the inciting incident of arrival is virtually the same thing.
3: Yeah. What you're saying right there, even the spiraling part would give away a lot to this movie. Um
0: I'm pretty sure the twist of Childhood's End could not possibly be the same twist as that because then there would be a lawsuit. But really? it's very unique. Yeah. It's a very unique twist.
3: Well, supposedly, um, there's two things. This movie was based off of a book called The Story of Your Life or The Story of Your Beginning. Huh. Or something along those lines, which you wouldn't think going into this movie. But there it is. You know, like... So there's that, but then from uh, what I hear, it's also based off of an episode of an old Twilight Zone, very loosely though, Huh. based off of a Twilight Zone episode called, um, oh, something about To Serve Man or something. Oh, yeah,
0: To Serve Man, yeah.
3: I, I hear it's very loosely based on that, but when I'm looking at that and I look at this movie.
2: Is the subtitle for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Turner. <laughs> Turner. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Um, so, hmm.
3: it, it was an interesting movie I, 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 I do it. really
2: want to check it out I, most of my culture came from The Simpsons
3: <laughs> honestly my favorite part was just the way that the aliens communicated with us like of course the whole movie is mostly the humans interacting with the aliens you see it from that perspective but I think the coolest part is the way that the aliens
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
3: attempted to communicate with us. Yeah. I think that was way more intriguing and I mean that's one of the huge points of the movie too is the communication of things so.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Cool. Hey um, in the episode I wasn't on you guys talked about Doctor Strange. We did. Um, I just want to say that it was great and you have to see it in 3D. Mm
2: -hmm. I saw it a second time not in 3D. It was also good but the 3D I'm really glad that I did it.
0: Yeah it's I, I will probably seldom to never recommend that but if if your eyes can handle 3D see it in 3D if you haven't seen it yet go see it it's a
2: cinematic spectacle that's a, it's important to- <laughs> yeah like my stepmom loved the movie and that was like one of the least likely people <laughs> that i thought would would like the movie and and she was like actually recommending it to other people. Like she was like, "Oh, you got to go see this movie. It was really good." Uh, and I, uh,
3: I am so upset. I haven't seen the movie yet, even though I went to go see the movie. I bought my ticket. What I happened? went. Into, well, it was the very first day we got into California. Uh-huh. It was my first time being on a plane since I was nine years old. So uh, like, and we had to take two there. So I was extremely just like. So you
2: fandangoed f- your tickets like before you got there.
3: I guess so, or something. No, we <laughs> bought them at the door. Yeah. I paid for mine, like so. We, okay,
2: now I'm confused. I'm, I'm getting the I indication that you fell asleep during it. During yeah, jet lag. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I thought I thought this was gonna be like my plane was late, sort of a story. Like you bought them ahead of time. No, like, no.
3: I went to the movie with a bunch uh, of people, but because they all, I thought we were gonna. I got into California around six, seven o'clock, something like that. Maybe even five. Well, we, their time. We, we yeah, right? their time,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: their time, and we didn't go to see the movie until like eleven midnight. I wasn't I didn't know that I signed up to see it. And so that was late. like three
2: AM here, so your brain was like <laughs> I was
3: I drink a coffee going into the movie and I still passed out <laughs> before anything actually started. All I know is he was a doctor.
2: <laughs> he was a doctor. <laughs> and it was strange. I'm sure it is.
3: I woke up a couple of times to loud noises and lots of shit happening on the screen. And then I was like, fuck this and rolled back over and went back to sleep. So I I was pretty upset and I want to go see it again. But I feel like I already paid for my goddamn ticket and I still haven't seen the fucking movie. So why should I have to pay for it again?
0: You paid for that comfy seat. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I paid for a really nice. That was the most expensive nap I've ever taken. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Well, hey, since we're talking about money, uh, <laughs> the entire Nerdy Show Network is listener supported. That means that we rely on you and your generous contributions to keep us alive—not just this show, but all the shows in the physically, Nerdy Show Network. Also physically alive. Physically because we alive. might die. We might without die. the
2: validation and financial support. Yeah, I mean, of I, you. It,
0: it goes into it goes into to life stuff. It it funds. Certain aspects of things It's funds A certain portion Of the electricity In this house That we're recording out of You know uh, Real real it shit It literally keeps The lights <laughs> on Life and death here
2: Yeah
0: I, Kind of <laughs> um, So The best way to do that Is to go to Patreon.com Slash nerdy show And help crowdfund us It's a monthly subscription And at different tiers You get all kinds Of kick ass perks As we mentioned earlier In this episode We have a new patron Mana Who said I would like to let you know That your Amazon link Is dangerous in wanting to support the show, I ended up buying $60 worth of sea monkey gear to rebuild my brine shrimp empire of old. <laughs> it's going to be rad.
2: $60 worth of sea monkeys, wow. huh? <laughs> Those
3: things are she spoiled. She
0: serious. She wow. is real serious. Um, so she mentioned the uh, the Amazon link. And at this time of the year... Ooh, such a critical way to help support Nerdy Show. You're already going to be buying stuff on Amazon. If you follow our Amazon links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, a portion of what you pay to Amazon
2: actually comes back to us. And and like I've said in the past, an easy way to do it is to go on to our support page, right-click that Amazon link, copy it, replace your bookmark to amazon.com that you normally follow with that link, just paste it on in there. And then every time you click that, you're helping out nerdy show. Yeah. And you can do it on other people's computers like I have done. (laughs) And so my girlfriend doesn't know it, but she's supporting the shit out of this show. (laughs) (laughs) And it's guilt free because she was going to buy that stuff anyway. It's exactly. Now she's
0: inadvertently helping. And now now that I went
2: uh, to, you know, Northern Illinois, you know, several other family members are also (laughs) supporting the show. (laughs) Well done. Yeah.
0: Well done. Operative. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now um we actually have a a amazon related shout out that was sent to us on the forums boar
2: i believe you have this in front of you yeah it's from virus uh he says damn it too often i forgot about nerdy shows amazon link when buying must stuff bookmark yeah except these days i mainly get to big obvious sites by starting to type and letting google complete the word <laughs> I think I've sent odd purchases your way here and there, but on Friday I bought an $800 22-inch pen-tablet display and uh, actually remembered, I don't know what kind of pennies Amazon gives you, but I hope it's something. I also hope this pen is halfway decent because I really didn't want to drop the $2,500 on Wacom's version. This is one of those tablets that is like fully, it's a visual tablet, it's like writing on a
0: screen if if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like premium art stuff. I want to see some fan art virus. It for for one of our shows, I don't know That'd for scale awesome. watchers.
3: Heck yeah! Um, now or,
0: or some underground radio. Yeah, underground radio,
1: underground radio. We did that in the wrong
0: order. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah, we, okay. We okay <laughs> um, so uh, I, I actually I checked it out. This was, on, this was on our Canadian store. We have links to uh, Amazon's Canadian store and also the European Union's Canadian... The European Union's Canadian store! The, the, the EU store. Got nothing but maple syrup in there and <laughs> some hockey pucks. Well, yeah, the shipping on maple syrup is great there, but not a few. What's that all you know, about, <laughs> eh? Um, so uh, that kind of product apparently gives us 3.35%, which means from that uh, nearly $800 purchase, we got 25 Canadian dollars. And wow. all you had to do
2: was just click a link and buy the thing he was going to buy anyway yeah. so thank you very much for doing that. Now, that I, little bit of effort helped out. I thought folks might be curious well hey if that, if that offered that percent what, what stuff
0: gives the most percent? And I didn't actually know that myself. I never bothered to like look at it. So beauty supplies, books, clothing and accessories, houseware, music, outdoor stuff, tools, and most importantly, video games, Woo! all give us between uh, six to nearly seven percent. So those wow. are the Plus, highest. Plus, if you got rollers. Amazon
2: Prime, you're getting yourself a big old discount on buying new video games. Plus, we'd get a little bit of a kickback. Yeah, it's like twenty so. percent. It's off. like win win win. Yeah
0: for new new games if you're buying new games on amazon and you're doing it through our links you're getting a super cheap deal and we're getting like six to seven percent of that plus they do
2: release day shipping if Mm. you Mm pre-order so yeah now um why go to gamestop that's that's what i always say we've
0: got some other (laughs) amazon recommendations from jeffrey mcsorley john i think you have that in front of you
2: what (laughs) (laughs)
1: fell
0: asleep at the wheel
1: did you John? (laughs) no i literally have no idea what you're talking about well i
0: sent you an email with uh with some with some stuff to read during this segment
1: which apparently you overlooked i'm supposed to read stuff oh
0: john you've been out of the game for far too long
3: (laughs) that's also
1: a thing
0: well, let me just take the reins on this one. Uh, Jeffrey McSorley has two shout outs, both of them which generously plug ways you can support Nerdy Show. Um, maybe you know about them, maybe you don't. For example, he says, used your Amazon to pay for my season seven of The Walking Dead, you know, because no cable means I have to watch it all a day late. Hopefully it helps. And uh, he said that Steve-O from Friday Night Fanfiction suggested this as an option because Jeffrey didn't realize that digital downloads counted too, and they do. Uh, that actually gives us five percent. So from that purchase of, uh, of the entire season seven of Walking Dead, we got two dollars and ten cents. Nice. And I that doesn't seem like much, but le- legitimately every little bit helps. It adds up. You know? Yeah. See people buying, you know, getting a lot of homewares, just getting crap that they would normally get on Amazon, and it all it all does add up. We're we're getting uh, pretty reliably at least a hundred bucks a month at least um and that's and that's great and it could be more if everybody just you know chips in and does it um he also said something else what everybody needs to buy these tablets
3: <laughs>
0: oh here it is here it is um, all
3: artists right here <laughs> just click this link
0: jeffrey said um that considering his reach okay so so we we do another thing through amazon it's not just the amazon links we sell t-shirts using their amazon merch services so if you go to nerdyshow.com slash store or nerdyshow.com slash shirts you'll see a full roster of fun and interesting designs from that we've created pertaining to our shows and characters and all kinds of stuff oh we gotta get some scale watchers and some dilk going on we do (laughs) do need to have a a dilk shirt that's that's (laughs) it's dog milk it's the last clean form of milk in the united states of america it's dog milk yeah <laughs> It's clean Pure clean male dog milk <laughs> Now um, he, he, he sends out He says Considering my My recent purchases Of both the Thor And Friday Night Fan Fiction Game of Thrones Style shirt I submit to you The following PSA do you have old shirts that are nerdy but have holes in them or simply are too stretched out from wearing them over the last one, two, or even five years? Well, boy, howdy. Do I have a suggestion for you? Toss out your old crummy clothes or donate them to the appropriate Salvation Army or Goodwill. Just do Goodwill. Salvation Army hates gays. (laughs) Ha! And replace them with genuine Nerdy Show t-shirts. Yes, you heard me right. You too can replace the faded Mario and Game of Thrones tees with the likes of your favorite Nerdy Show Network show to support to support your friends or even get a Thor and astound all around you at the glory that it is. That's a combination of Pikachu and Thor, guys. we got a shirt with that on it. Get it. Come on. It's real, it's real dope fresh. And don't forget, they even come in kid sizes. Yes, even Friday night fan fiction. So go ahead. Toss out the ragged shirts of yesteryear and replace your wardrobe with all the shirts that Nerdy Show has to offer. Just follow the links at nerdyshow.com nerdystore.
3: Thanks, Jeffrey. Dang. <laughs>
0: Now, now now we also have some shout-outs. Some shouts from some fine fans. Take it away, Nikki.
3: All right. First I have Kutsu Shida. I'm pretty sure November marks my first patron anniversary, and while I don't ma- <laughs> and while I don't want to make any kind of selfish shout-out, I'd still like to say something to commemorate. So uh Yay! Woo! <laughs> Woo! And then we also have Cerebral Paladin, which says Nerdy show dudes. The patron RSS feed is awesome because of the way I typically listen to podcasts. Listening to bonus content involves a bunch of extra steps. With a new feed, it is easy peasy. Loving the network. I will be, I will be attempting an all amazon.com Xmas and will be using the nerdy show link to make my purchases. Happy turkey day to you and yours and may the, may the 12.
0: What? Uh, it says May the twice by accident, but May the twelve watch over you all.
3: Ah, there we go.
0: Thanks cerebral paladin. Thanks for using those Amazon links. And Thanks all- to both of them yeah. for Yeah, thank us. you both. Yeah, and, and
3: happy first patron anniversary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Kutsushita, you're just the bee's knees, but he knows it. He knows that. Um, <laughs> now uh, cerebral paladin mentioned the Patreon RSS feed. That's a cool new feature on Patreon. So when we when we deliver our audio um, perks to you. That means that they come, if you, if you use the RSS feed that Patreon gives you, it's an individual feed for just you. They go directly into whatever podcast aggregator thing you use. So, so without, it, without having to like check your email or go into Patreon or whatever, it just boom, it's right there on your device. So we're using that now. We use it for lightning dogs as well. So yeah, it's a cool thing. Whew. John, you ready to talk about some stuff? you've been quiet are you you've been quiet son Uh, let's talk about gene splicing you're a sci-tech guy you're a a number number one chief boss hog sci-tech fella so um, boss hog boss hog yeah it's a it's a uh, dukes of hazard reference though I'll be one of the good old boys that he chases (laughs) I've honestly I've never I I don't really have any relationship with that program Uh, I just (laughs) think it's a funny combination of words (laughs) Uh, it is (laughs) it's (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about gene splicing because you found some, some very interesting breakthroughs recently that I was thrilled by.
1: Well, I mean, okay, so here's the whole thing. We've been gene splicing for decades now, right? Like, I mean, you know, oh, genetically modified, uh, rats, they glow in the dark. Isn't that crazy? I can hop All on these- down
0: to a store. I can eat a grapple. That's dumb, but we can do it. Well, we're well, right, that exactly, just flavoring injected it turns into out, an apple? Of
1: course, we weren't actually uh, fantastically great at it, and a lot of it was, you know, hit or miss. Okay. Um, like, I have this gene sequence I want to put in this organism, but will it actually get in the right place? Big okay. question. So, then they came out with, like, CRISPR slash Cas9, and that allowed people to actually genetically splice in the gene sequence that they wanted into the correct place, But apparently, is that is a
0: CRISPR Cas9? Is that a process or a machine?
1: Well, it's not a machine. It's uh, I guess you could call it a process. Um, It's basically a way of working with the biological mechanisms. Okay, so yeah, (laughs) so
0: it's like a method.
1: Well, you know, everything in biology is uh, wet, so to speak. Right, it's, um,
0: <laughs> it's in the meat. It's,
1: <laughs> you're synthesizing <laughs> custom proteins and various other things, and you're like, okay, well, this does this part and that. It, it's a cocktail, you know, and Emphasis also on the a cut. protocol. <laughs> Cocktails <laughs> getting tail. there. Getting I like can't lit. load too oh. many more innuendos into this, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm but sure you, can, you could. You can die trying. <laughs> But so the whole thing about it is, though, is that let us actually get a gene sequence that we wanted where we wanted it, which was already, like, incredibly valuable. However, apparently, and I didn't realize this about CRISPR, it really only works particularly well in dividing cells. So it's exploiting the actual dividing machinery to, um, in other words, actually exploiting the copying mechanisms of the cell itself to put these new gene sequences into where they're supposed to go. That
2: okay. makes sense. Uh, the genes are a little bit less protected during that stage anyway. Well, right? exactly.
1: So. But that winds up being the whole problem because, you know, neurons almost never divide. So we've only found out recently that they even repair or have any sort of real, you know, we used to think that they were like frozen and for a good reason because the vast majority they are. So this new process called HITI, which stands for Homology Independent Targeted Integration, actually allows us to exploit this non-homologist end-joining. So we can actually um, use this part of the cell's repair routine to actually integrate the cells into a basically otherwise static non-dividing cell.
0: Now, what you're talking about is essentially like full-blown sci-fi genetic writing, we can do
1: brain heart liver muscle tissues like pretty much whatever now it's it's like it's opened the
0: door to to like right but hey what do you want to change today what do you want to screw around with what you want to make a you want to make a super person you want to give them like crazy strength let's do it
1: well right i I think i would start with
2: uh with getting like some of that those immortal oysters or clams or whatever, and integrating that into my DNA. So that way I could live <laughs> forever. And occasionally I might poop out a pearl. <laughs>
1: that's right. You well, know, that's we just bonus. ate a 500 year old pearl. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks Boar. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's a whole different kind of anal bead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that shit must be tight. Good job. <laughs>
2: So you were
0: saying,
3: so,
2: John, like, <laughs> huh? what? how long would you have to keep a little bit of sand up there? No, never mind, let's, let's move on.
1: Well, you can actually use a lot of different things for nucleation, you know. Oh,
2: interesting. So it could in actually fact, start from vast an anal The majority bee. of ground pearls
1: actually come from uh, freshwater uh, pearl making uh, mollusks in, I think it was like the Colorado River. So they're actually imported, ground up, and uh, used in the famous Japanese uh, cultured pearls.
0: Oh. Weird.
1: Anyway, well, the so there's a little know. bit of America in every Japanese pearl. <laughs> wow, I guess <laughs>
0: there the, you the, there you go, folks. Sorry, I don't... we got we got a, we, a quality export from America. Who knew? <laughs> um, hey, but so, so so what? So this, I'm assuming this is going to have application towards um, like
1: pretty much medical everything.
0: diseases. Well, pretty much everything. But like the first, the first thing is going to be treating like chronic genetic diseases of some kind.
1: Right, of course, because nobody else is going to want to sign up for a uh, you know experimental procedure, right? Um, we're, we're not we're not anywhere near that phase, are we? Cured um, blindness in mice, so I mean, what? It's, oh, hell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, obviously, that always depends. They've only the got two out of three of them, though. But um, yeah, no, it's it's really really crazy though, because like this uh, new HIDI process actually, if they develop something like let's say that was even better than CRISPR for targeting, it could actually work with that then. And so we've basically gotten another piece of the puzzle in being able to target this. Not only that, but it's actually 10 times more effective at converting cells to, in other words, actually correctly gene splicing than CRISPR by itself anyway, even in a test tube. And it's also then effective in the body. So, Crazy. I mean, yeah, no, we're talking about like, we just really had an upgrade just now.
2: That sounds so much more useful than the CRISPR that I have at home, which usually just has
0: a
1: bunch of meat in it.
3: <laughs> right? <For> real. <laughs>
0: Uh, And way better than that shitty fucking salad restaurant Crisper's Fuck that place Hey they've got okay soup Not a fan
3: They're always out of whatever you want
0: But, but I've never now, had a bad experience there John okay. how far away are we from human trials on this thing you said they're already, already testing on mice but that's like what 7-10 like years before we uh, get a human trial that
1: depends on how you want to look at it I mean China's been incredibly bullish with this stuff in general I mean just like last week or the week before they had announced and I guess that this they had sort of kept it under wraps maybe and did it even earlier than that but they've actually injected people with CRISPR before China is winning the war on biotechnology because we're all like oh don't genetically engineer people well, that would be bad, and China's like, China will grow stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to Command and Conquer generals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wonder where they're putting it.
2: <laughs> well, China has in a the urethra. mobile, like, <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Prisoner Penis. execution stations, like, they have RVs that go around for executions oh, and stuff. So, you know, that doesn't this isn't too surprising that they might be a little bit more relaxed on experimental yeah. procedures. They're probably just getting prisoners, you know, true. True. Isn't
0: that the same country that has those uh those giant prison Michael Jackson dance alongs?
3: Yeah.
2: Uh or, I don't think that's China. No. I, I
0: thought think that was
1: that, China. I feel like that was one of the other I
2: ones. I think that's like a Southeast Asia, maybe okay. maybe maybe that might be Philippines or something.
1: Mm-hmm. It's well, still very impressive, though. It is yeah. very impressive. It is yeah. very
2: impressive and also probably
0: torturous. Um, okay.
3: so, so China <laughs> has already started their own experimentations with this. What about America? Like, what are we doing here right now? Uh, legally,
0: nothing.
1: I legally, mean,
3: absolutely nothing. However, Not even the with hand, mice? I'm
1: sure some of our guys are also working with China on it, so to speak. So but
3: all of know. the experimentations are in China, period, including the mice, like that's all China America No
1: um that was actually done by uh Salk I believe
3: Okay they oh. were
1: the ones that developed the uh, hitty specifically but it all like that,
3: that was a,
0: everybody a, that's everybody a
1: is using CRISPR Hulk? now to what do crazy stuff <laughs> but China sad. specifically is the ones that decided like shit let's inject it in this guy
0: hmm. What what is where's where's sulk though what is that what does that stand for
1: it's uh, the Salk Institute, so it's, you know, multinational, et cetera, blah, oh, okay. blah, One of gotcha. those things.
0: Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Is there any kind of timeline on
2: their, their plans for this? Yeah, I want to know when I can get spliced with an oyster.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole question, right? How long until we wind up with that one Batman Beyond episode?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's do it.
1: I mean, obviously, that's one of those things. Will this even be legal? Who the hell knows? Um, Obviously, they're working on a couple of things. They're trying to get it so that it uh, does more genetic engineering to more cells at the same time. Hmm. Um, You know, in other words, like a better... (laughs) You remember that whole line that Terrell did in Blade Runner?
2: More human than human?
1: No, no. The one about um, rats leaving the sinking ship. I
2: thought that was a Rob Zombie song. The
1: ship still sinks. Hmm. So if you needed to genetically engineer every single cell in the entire human body, you would need a better delivery mechanism that could actually guarantee that. Right now, this does really well, and it's incredible. And, you know, maybe if you were trying to uh, cure something like uh, diabetes, you only needed however many cells to actually go over, maybe, you know. But if you needed all of them, then you need a much better delivery mechanism. But now we can actually work towards that. You know, this is another piece of that puzzle to be able to do it perfectly. As for a timeline, that's always, you know, bullshit. It's like how long to get anything through the FDA. You have to improve the technology. You have to trial it. You have to trial it again. Somebody has to pay for the trials. You know, work, work, work. (sighs) That's the start of 10 years probably before it becomes even slightly common. And we'll see how scared
0: people get of China and their progress in this uh, to maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe step that up a little bit, huh? Let's talk about something that um, everybody but me is a huge fan of, and it's not—it's just due to I haven't invested the time. Stargate.
2: What? Whoa.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't, there's some new news. I don't not like Stargate. I just—I've only seen the film, and I watched a couple episodes okay. of the first season of SG One. I never got hooked. So okay. that—that's just—it's just a lack of time invested. But all three of you have spent a shit ton of time on the Star Trek television <laughs> universe. Stargate. Yeah, like Star, Stargate.
3: And Stargate. And, and Star, Star Trek. Star Trek. Stargate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: So uh, a while back, we were talking about how they were going to make a new like Stargate movie reboot where they were going to completely reboot the universe, start mm-hmm. over uh, at at the original movie and and do like a three part movie series of how the original creator was wanting to do things. Apparently, SG one went in a different direction than than he would have went. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to feel about that because, uh, you know, they're kind of erasing the old universe, et cetera. And and Which starting is over.
1: Massive.
3: So would they be remaking like? Well, not- well
2: hold on, because that that was old news. Oh, okay. uh, Record the, scratch.
3: What? <laughs> uh,
2: the new news is that it's not going to happen.
3: Oh, Whoa what? Oh, no,
2: it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah in Hollywood, everything's not going to happen. Maybe.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so so I, I
2: I don't know how to feel about it because I was I was pretty conflicted before because they were erasing you know all the SG one all the Atlantis all the Stargate but universe but they could have
3: rebrought it back to us in visual movie form though it, it and they could have redone have Continuum and, and all those though. other shit. It, it wouldn't. TV. It wouldn't
2: have spun off into anything else. It would have yeah. probably just been three more movies and then...
0: It, it was guaranteed to show no respect to the television stuff because the television stuff was not the byproduct of the original creators of right. Stargate.
2: Right.
1: Um, it does make you wonder, though, like, what the hell they would have done because, I mean, after ten seasons or whatever the hell it wound up being, they pretty much covered every fucking possible base that they could.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, do they have any talks of anything now? A series... One movie, something online, like anything?
0: Well, what's interesting about it is that the way the co-creator was speaking about this particular instance hinted to um, them not willing to concede to the current state of the um, uh, movie production cycle. Um, That everything, all, all the major blockbusters are basically created by committee yeah um, it seemed
2: like they were gonna have to give up more control than they wanted to, uh, so
0: yeah like you know Marvel does a pretty good job of churning out movies made by committee, but say Warner Brothers with uh their comic book films don't um and whoever they were talking with, it sounds like they they just they realized that it was gonna get it was gonna slip out of control for them, and apparently, I didn't realize this apparently um there was a lot of independent production that went into the original uh, mm-hmm. Stargate film.
2: Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't realize because it, it looked very, very expensive. Oh yeah, was. at the time it was amazing.
3: Yeah, big time. I,
2: yeah, I remember seeing that uh, not long after it came out, and I was you know, it was great yeah. at the time. But I guess false alarm. Uh, that it's not
0: happening probably, most likely, uh, at least not anytime soon. And uh, if if you have had bitter feelings about the television show universe getting wiped, then it's good it's all good that's still that's still the end you know the the final word on stargate
2: so i'm Mm. still holding out hope that the uh the destiny will pull out into that other galaxy maybe just a couple (laughs) years later than originally intended
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well um have you guys heard about the blade runner movie that's gonna be getting made yeah i'm
0: pretty conflicted about that
3: now uh, i have a question is it a sequel or is it a remake it's or a sequel sequel yeah okay and harrison what, ford's harrison in it i knew harrison ford would be in it that's why i was like i wasn't sure the original does not need just to gonna be made
2: go through it's all beautiful. of his old movies and just be like hey how, how would you like to be an old version of the original character it does kind of seem that way Um, yeah that's happening a lot it's here here's
0: there's a couple ways that they could um (laughs) there's a couple ways they could go about this like if you asked me like 15 years ago hey you want to see a blade runner sequel i'd be like yes and i want to direct it but um um, but but the thing is, is that i don't like the present state of things for example this blade runner film is tied into the alien cinematic universe the Alien and Prometheus Cinematic Universe. The uh, bonus content in the Prometheus DVD set up some kind of like corporate rivalry between Weyland Butani and the Terrell Corporation. Um, and I don't like that. I, I understand that. That
1: seems like really reaching. Yeah, yeah. it
0: does. And I I I, I I feel that it breaks the timeline a lot for such as it is. I mean... Blade Runner's already not copacetic with our present-day timeline, um, but it just it just doesn't feel right. I realize that they're both, um, when it comes to the Android component of both those stories, they're both about what is and isn't human and so on and so forth. It it, it, it could be a thing, but it's, this feels like um, a forcible insertion of a cinematic universe because that's a way that they could, a, a tool they could use to get the... Um, the motion picture companies to give them more money because they love the buzzword of the cinematic universe, even though it's failed time and time again for everybody, but Disney. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I mean, I love really Scott, but Jesus Christ, Prometheus was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. He let that schmuck Lindelof like write one of his shittiest scripts to date. And that guy's written some shitty scripts. Believe me, you, and, oh, <laughs> God damn. It was a beautiful film with the shittiest dialogue in the Fuck, tardius plot so i, I know no unacceptable don't don't mix blade runner with that it i and i do believe it will most likely stand alone but even a nod to that connectivity just uh, just annoys me um really scott's son i can't remember his name did make a short film that came out three or four years ago that was in the blade runner universe it didn't directly reference anything specific but it was very good And maybe we could see something like that again. It would be cool. And the fact that Harrison Ford's in it is interesting uh, because in the director's cut, it is revealed that his character, Deckard, is a replicant.
3: Oh.
1: I was going to ask you if this is under the presumption that he is or isn't.
3: That's actually really
1: exciting.
0: Ridley Scott's not directing this one. He He was for a time attached as director, but he is executive producing, so presumably it'll stay true to his vision because the Blade Runner film is... Nothing like "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" The book it's based on. So it's it's got to be true to that. They had such a big re-release of the like final extended cut version of the director's cut a, a couple years ago. That's the definitive edition of the story now, and it still continues to even further point to Deckard being a replicant. So here's how I think this is going down. They're not jumping ahead thirty years into the future. We're going to see Deckard physically deteriorating as a replicant. That's why he looks like he's a million years old, mm. because this is probably going to take place like a couple weeks afterwards. And Deckard is going to be old as shit because he's a ticking time bomb. And maybe they'll get, um, what's her face in to play Rachel and she'll be, uh, they'll be both falling apart together.
3: <laughs> that could be cute.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about the plot. I don't know if they yeah. released any details about the plot, but that's, right. that's my theory. If I had to guess what his role is in the film, that's what, that's what I would say it is. Or, Alternately, they're going to use that uh, Michael Douglasy, Jeff Bridgesy kind of de aging stuff to uh, to have a young replicant Deckard, and they might pull in Harrison Ford to play the templant of Deckard, which mm. is a term that was invented in the novel Blade Runner Two, um, as in the the human being after whom a replicant model was modeled. Ah, Um, they were like in voyager to get the
1: the, memories from somewhere right yeah that was the point
0: yeah well yes yes the the memories the experiences and all that. and bro like you were saying uh like in voyager with the the emergency medical hologram that was a scan of a character who later showed up in deep space nine Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and Uh, and voyager oh right and voyager yeah. yeah um so uh that that was an interesting device in uh blade runner 2 because it allowed them to bring roy batty back into the fold um, Rucker Howard's character, and it was uh, it was cool because you were meeting like the real Roy Batty. Um, I I don't know that they got they got options, and they're both compelling options. And I really I would love this movie
2: to be good.
3: Yeah,
0: but Nikki, I'm scared.
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is one of these days I should watch Blade Runner. Lord, what? yes, it's one of the Lord. greatest movies ever made.
0: Like oh my
3: God, I used to have a Blade Runner umbrella that had oh, yeah. like a glowing. Me too. Stick. It broke, but oh. but
0: man, it's like it was so awesome. Yeah, it was so awesome.
3: Watch it, boy! Jeez.
0: yeah, you got, you, you got to see it! Yay! Hey, okay, hey, you got you got an HD DVD player? Ooh, because <laughs> uh, I uh, oh boy that uh, that extended you edition, have one of those. I, I do <laughs> I do that extended edition came out in the uh, the HD DVD Blu-ray war and guess which side I backed?
2: Uh, the side that sold like five. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one.
0: <sighs> So, um, I can play it, but uh, maybe maybe I'll I'll watch it again. I'll watch it any day of the week. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, that's, that's, that's the show. Um, thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you you heard, well, nerdy com slash support. We'll show you all the different ways you can support us, including Amazon and Patreon and one-time donations. And like I said, you guys make us possible. So, uh. Continue to make this possible. Coming up soon, we've got uh, the top 20 nerdy things of the year. That's our annual list where we arbitrarily let rank all forms of pop culture and life happenings on a scale of nerdiness, which we alone decide.
3: Do we win prizes uh
0: no they they uh, they win the recognition the recognition oh. of being recognized by us, a small nerd outlet, but hey for some people that means a lot. Yeah. one time we were featured on the uh, the home of Red Dwarf because they were so thrilled that uh, that we ranked them on this list nice. so uh, you know it, the good things come in small packages and nerdy show our package is small, but we sure know how to use it so speak um, for yourself. <laughs> 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 so uh, we got we got that coming up real soon It's both a podcast and an article um, we'll Pick your poison And uh, we also got the return Of Dungeons and Doritos Coming up real soon I hazard to say exactly what day of the week It's going to appear but sometime in December We will give you a Crunchmas gift And uh, that's going to be our, our Long running much beloved Tabletop role playing audio drama series Coming back and uh, having A wonderful adventure and and also I will add coming back on a monthly schedule. We haven't been monthly in a very long time. We took an un, a, a hiatus that is was far far too long and I feel terrible about. But before that we were releasing every other month for production time. This time we've gotten ahead of ourselves, so our goal is to make sure that that shit never happens again. No more hiatuses and we're coming out every month. We know you guys love consistency, so we wouldn't be extra super duper consistent for you. And, uh, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked out the new season of Liberty, that's still coming out. That's a scripted sci-fi audio drama. And, um, if you haven't checked out the orphans that came out in September, it's a limited series. It's only seven episodes long. It's super fun. It's another scripted sci-fi and you should totally check it out. What are you waiting for? Um, did I forget anything else? Uh, RIP Ron glass who played shepherd book in firefly.
3: Mm.
0: He's dead. I'm sad to say.
3: Oh, and the mom from the Brady Bunch. I know that's not necessarily nerd-related, but...
0: Some people really nerd out about Brady Bunch. What? There was an X-Files episode all about the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and a guy who was obsessed with the Brady Bunch. So, yes. Yes, uh,
3: Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: A terrible year for deaths, and we'll be counting them down in our Top 20 Nerdy Things episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta get excited for that. <laughs> oh. Yay! <Yeah. laughs> Taking Us Out is a track from one of the most awesome nerdcore rappers in the game right now this is Samus um she's just fucking she's a she's a a badass rapper this track about uh black female representation in pop culture and how there should be more of it this is Perfect Dark
4: years later they cut us all out the story when they couldn't ignore us they gave us bishop and barrett but where the women with origins from a black color parent we got aurora monroe she kinda fly like a fairy but really storm ain't enough i don't look like halle berry they got their characters tailored to pharah fawcett's appearance even when they brunette they favor tifa or heiress i ain't a nigga in paris i'm just a brown girl from upstate a brown girl from upstate a brown girl from upstate We're rare thing from monday till sunday chitara i love her but she ain't look like my mother so when i had to see color i went to you Gullah. we got sailor moon mercury saturn and mars and not one of them burgundy colored at all it's that kind of thing hurting me when i was small i thought i had got third degree burns all along it's like that girls wanna Flute. do any other black kid think it's all wrong? That super saying status make them all blind. Blue-eyed is odd, yeah. Something like an eye blind It's got me lost, like I'm gone without my time time. Hey, you probably think I'm reaching, but when I started sketching, the first thing I could think of was sketching out Aryans based on an experience with various variants of comic books and animes the shit was getting serious took a step back like professors that's emeritus yeah, I finally got a smile all the bad thoughts abandoned me mama taught me how to be proud like the family had to wait until I saw that I'm a work of art I love the game but I'm the realest kind of perfect art yeah, black girls wanna have a hero too